Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Jamie Garrett. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this afternoon. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Uh, I don't know how it is where you're located, but it's pouring here in Houston. It's about to pour for the next several hours, but Ooh. we're here wrapped up nice and cozy to talk about a wonderful topic, a perfect topic for Savvy, which is entrepreneurship. Is it for you? Uh, most of the folks listening in are business owners, but there might be a few that are thinking of jumping off the ledge into entrepreneurship. What does it mean? Is it right for you? Uh, before we go there, share with the audience a little bit about your background, what brought you to the world of entrepreneurship? Sure, sure. Yeah, so um, just going back a little bit before, um, back all the way to college where I thought I, I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, I was a psych major. I was planning on being a clinician, decided, you know, that wasn't for me. I'd probably send people running for the hills. Uh, so I went into insurance and really focused. I was always interested in human behavior um, and what made people tick. So, um, I, you know, I got into insurance, quite frankly, to pay the bills. And it was, it was interesting at the time and then started to get into digital communications then digital service, and then kind of married my experience with digital and then human behavior and got into customer experience. Um, so that's that's been pretty much my career for the past 20 plus years. I started when I was about, you know, 10, like everybody else. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that, Jamie, because I started in school, I was very fascinated as well by human behavior, how do humans tick and operate. And so I studied psych and I was like, maybe someday I'll work. Um, I was working with children with autism on my you know, uh -huh. off of college. And I said, maybe I'll do that, work in a school with children with autism. And I ended up going a totally different path. But I wondered, I would often tell people I'm a psych major and be like, oh, can you help me with my problems? Did that happen to you when you were in college? Or <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I got more of um, people worried I was analyzing them or trying to read them or figure yeah. out like their life history. Like, um, yeah. at, at work, though, they'd say, oh, okay, that kind of makes, you know, makes mm -hmm. sense. But yeah, um, yeah, no, no. For, fortunately, they didn't. They didn't ask me for advice. So, so I think it was meant to be that I didn't end up going in that career because nobody was asking me for advice. So, <laughs> well, I was just sitting there once. I got on a bus in New York, and the bus driver said, "You're a psych major. All right, let me tell you all my problems." I'm like, "Dude, I didn't major yet. I mean, I didn't graduate yet. I'm not a psychologist. Chill." No, it's very funny though. But tell me, how has human behavior helped you with the customer service? Because that's a very important topic that I don't think entrepreneurs really think about how important the customer experience is. Yeah, oh, it's that is like that's a very big, big topic. Um, all I would say is you could do all the research, you could do all the studying. Uh, people will tell you their opinion, and then they'll do something totally different, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of um, what you think they're, how they're going to respond, and then the context and the mood and the situation. And so for me to be candid, um, and this is what I liked about being a psych major, studying behavior, how, what actually happens, taking that um, into kind of real into the workplace and saying, okay, what am I trying to do? How am I going to test it out? Um, and being prepared to fail, right? You need to be able to tweak it. Um, so what I, what I love about it is just, you never know what they're going to do. 
Mm-hmm. And then you just have to be ready to change. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I don't think there's like a special sauce. I think you no. just have to be ready, ready and, to change. And I like the flexibility. That's something very important in entrepreneurship. When I first got started, I didn't want to actually do people's financials. I thought what I'll do no. is I'll start a company where I'll teach people, business owners in it. particular, B2B, how to operate <laughs> their finances. And a year out, I, I'm not getting much luck. I did a, a couple of things in Manhattan where I charged and they came in. People excited for me to share my expertise, but they didn't want to learn how to do finances. Yeah. They're like, I suck at this. That's why I want to hire yeah. you. Uh, so it was like, all right, now I have to tweak things and realize, okay, I, I can't teach them how to do it. They want me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing, there were a couple of things I learned along the way in different things I was trying to do. One is, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but, um, you know, you think about it today and if you have to manually dial into a zoom call, how put out are you? Like you're so annoyed, right? (laughs) We're just lazy. We want the shortest distance between two points. Um, And then timing is everything, right? Like, so you could, you could offer someone a brand new couch and if they just bought one, it's, you know, it's irrelevant. So, um, but yeah, we, we are kind of lazy. We like sliced bread. We we (laughs) like the zoom calls to dial us. Um, But yeah, that's why people don't want, they don't want to actually really learn about their finances. They want you to tell them what, what to do. Or, or do it for me, please. The do it for me. Exactly. It's just awesome. Yeah. But so let, let's talk about, let's say you're, you're ready to jump off that ledge. What do people really have to know about before they jump into the ledge to become entrepreneur? What are the most important things they should really know before they take that leap? Yeah, I would say one of the, there's a couple things, right? Um, and I'm sure you can you can opine on this. One is plan. Like this shouldn't be a shotgun wedding at all. <laughs> um, and if you have people in your life, if you have your partner, you really need to get them ready because I know at least for me that was a hurdle. I don't I don't know that like I think we got there, but. Um, yeah. It was definitely really, really tough. But I think planning is one really important thing and just be a sponge. And um, if you're not, you know, I'd say if you're not ready to sit and read the books or read or listen to the podcasts um, and start talking to people, yeah, um, then you're probably not ready yet, right? Like you just really, really need to plan. Um, and then, like I said, the spouse thing, the, su- the support network. So I'd say from a family perspective, making sure your partner, spouse or whoever, they're ready. Um, even your parents. I mean, even my parents were completely kind of, some of them were freaked out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are you doing? Why would you leave your career? Um, so getting your kind of internal support system up. And then I think starting to get that external support system going. Yeah. Um, cause you're just going to get, you, you need that support. You need that funnel of information. So that's what I think a couple things. You went, Maybe. you talked about something. I, I, we've had several people talk sort of like, what do you have to do to get started as an entrepreneur? But the one thing I've never heard hit upon was the idea of your social connection and really making sure that your spouse or your significant other is on board. And because that will be a big deterrent to your success. If your partner's like, Hey, screw this. I, I want you home. I don't want you gone for 16 hours a day and married to your business. And so, you know, my partner, we were dating at the time and he was so my biggest supporter. 
the very first day I told him I was going to do it, he was screaming at me on the phone going, you just what? You just left your job. You just quit. Are you yes. kidding me? Yes. He was like, at first he was like, oh my God, are you nuts? Um, yeah. But he's, he's become my absolute biggest supporter. Now we're married. Um, and he's my partner in, in biz, but uh, oh, you know, nice. not, yeah, it's just awesome. Uh, we work together really well. Um, but see, that's not everyone. And so to know you have that support system. And then sometimes your family, like you mentioned, your parents might not just get on, involved. Yeah. They might be like, never liking the idea, but that's why sometimes you have to go outside and find on other entrepreneurs or mentors that you can keep you, hold you accountable, but also that social network that you need to keep, yeah. keep moving forward. Yeah, I definitely, I had, I had several Mayday people, right? You yeah. know, when you're having one of those days and you're like, oh my God, what did I just do? Yeah. And that you call and, and you talk it through. Um, there's one other thing, and maybe you, you may opine on this. Um, even when I was, I was talking to my therapist, cause these are big life changes. So I had a therapist. That's also a good idea to get a therapist. <laughs> um, if you can make the time. And she said, you know, write down all your fears, like in the left-hand column, write down your worst fears. And then on the right, you know, get them all down. And then on the right hand side, write down what you would do. Right. So like the biggest fear is I'm going to fail. I won't have any money. Okay. Well, what do I do? I'm going to get a job. Right. You know, there's, so I thought that was really, really sage sage advice when I hit the wall um, at certain points. Yeah, it's, it's cool. You mentioned I had a mentor and she was uh, originally a, a psychologist. So she, she had said to me, mentioned me the first couple of words that come to your mind when you think your business did. And I was just like, failure, you know, <laughs> and she's like, okay, this doesn't sound like a recipe for success here. And, and so she's like, all right, let's go through why you're, why those are coming up for you. And yeah. what are you going to, you know, what is the worst possible thing if you were to imagine it is going to happen if like you don't succeed. And I was like, homelessness, you know, being in the street, starving to death. Exactly. And she's like, well, how realistic is that? You know, like when you really go through it, I mean, do you, you yeah. have a family support here, your family's behind you, your partner's behind you, are you really going to be homeless? So sometimes when you really start to look at the greatest fear right up close, you realize there's not much credence to yeah. it. And, it, exactly. and like you said, there's options. Like you can go like, okay, if the worst came to worst, I could take a job or a side hustle. Exactly. Exactly. And, oh yeah. Get the side hustles going. That's also a good idea. I, I did that. I mean, I had them going, I had my network ready. I'm like, I don't know exactly what my business is going to be, but I wanted to have a consulting gig uh, set up. So you get, you do, you do the side hustles. You, you don't really have a choice. I think when you're just no, starting out, you just got to take it, get, get out there get your feet wet. Now you mentioned something else very important. And that was building a network and really connecting and meeting people. And if you're not ready to do that, maybe you shouldn't do this because for me, I I just got out there. I did a lot of things, met a lot of people and it was uncomfortable because I was the type of person that hid in the cubicle. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of finances, which is numbers. I'm really good at that. But dealing with people was not something I had to do on a day-to-day basis. It was really outside of my comfort zone. And so, yeah, now I do it all the time. But uh, then it was like, you know, I had to push myself. And then some people who decide, oh, a business sounds great. I'm going to work for myself. But that means that yeah. you're going to have to do certain things you hadn't done as an employee, yeah. perhaps. And are you comfortable with some of those things? Yeah, I, and for me, networking was always kind of that slimy, uncomfortable word that <laughs> it just felt like dating, right? It was so awkward. Like, why am I talking to you? I have nothing to offer you. So it was always <laughs> such a dirty word to me. But when when I did make the leap, which is is totally the ledge analogy is perfect. I liken it to jumping out of the plane. At some point, you just got to hold your breath and do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's it. I just decided I have to talk to everybody because you never know. It's like that seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, like that person could lead to your next 
job, this, you know, a podcast or, um, you know, a client. And that's exactly what happened. So I think the greatest thing for me in that whole experience is I could talk to, you know, anybody. Yeah. Now I know how to business date with no problem. <laughs> business date. You know, it's interesting. When I first got started, I, I didn't know what networking events would be good, who would be my target market. I knew nothing. But I knew one thing. There's so much, a whole bunch of things I didn't know that, yes. you know, to run a business and not just the yeah. finance part of it. So what I decided that I created my own meetup group, which was other business oh. owners, each with their own expertise. And mm-hmm. my one rule is you're not allowed to pass out business cards because I like, I want to us to really get to know each other. And if we're going to help each other, it's from a, you know, like I have something to offer and we'll all help each other, but it's not like you have to. And yeah. it became a year and a half. We just really, you know, it was a great, great, um, support team and, and group. So it's like, like, I think if you don't have that around you, create it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I, I remember reading that and there were some meetups. Um, there's also what I found, and I don't know if it's more common now, there's, uh, there's these kind of groups, corporations getting together to help entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So like in Connecticut, we have something called Reset. So I went to their pitch night I mean, it's just really inspiring, but they, I think every community has those. So you just go out and you just show up that everybody, I think the great thing about that community um, is they're just really, you know, like they're so welcoming, like everybody gets it. They get that you're kind of struggling for that next paycheck. And you, even if you're doing well, you never know how next year is going to go. It's a great community one way or the other. It's a great community, a lot of energy. Yeah. And it also, you mentioned uh, pitch night. What's great is that when I started going to these events, even outside of my own meetup, uh, then you got, oh, you got 30 seconds, give your pitch. And so it, it took me time to build that. What, what do I do for people mm-hmm. and how can I say it in like 30 seconds or less? And so exactly. that is that you got to work on that. The more of the, you know, Toastmasters or whatever you go to, the more you get comfortable with just like, boom, talking about what you do, how you help people and really clear and concise manner so that people really get it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, and the more times you say it, you know, no one wants to hear this, but practice is absolutely necessary. <laughs> and you have to look, I mean, the other thing too, the, the advice I always gave people, I don't know about you, but I had a list of 15 different business ideas when I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one tip I heard was talk to people about them and then see what people get excited about. It's really weird what people pick up on. There was a woman I spoke to and she started like this, uh, they're like comfortable play mats for kids, uh-huh. but they look like rugs. Mm. So they don't look tacky. Yeah. And she said the, the way that she picked it was she, she would talk to her friends and they got so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she has like a multi-million dollar company doing it. And, but that's what she did because you fall in love with your ideas yeah. and you can't tell, you know, what's going to resonate in the market. So that was a great tip that I got too. Yeah, because she really just brought it out there and said to the marketplace, what what jives with you? What do you really want? And now going back to your own skills and gifts, someone will love, I don't know, crocheting. And they're like, oh, I'm going to crochet and make a business of it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's great. But do people want to buy whatever you're exactly. going to crochet? Um, because your skills and talents might not be what's necessary or what people need or want right now. Um, so one thing I would say to I, I did when I first got started, I said to all my friends, what do you see me doing? Um, and my mom's like a hairdresser. I'm like, what? I hate hair. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're always from? coloring your hair different colors. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do other people's hair. But the one thing I got when I talked to each person, they said you really connect well with other people and you just yeah. you just know how to get them to open up. And so 
you know, hence, um, years later, this podcast has now become its own entity in business. Um, but that's it was, great. you know, I recall them saying that over and over again, talking to people. I'm like, well, what is that going to do? That's not a business. <laughs> but yeah, you never but- know. So, you know, sometimes getting those, those tips from family members, you're like, uh, you could do this. And then you're like, later on, you see that this actually fits perfectly into yeah. this business model. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think one of the things that I remember, like you said, I'm sure you read a lot. I looked for something that one, the market wanted, right? Not just something I wanted to do. Um, and I, I looked at what I had expertise in. So where would I have credibility? And then I looked for something or a business model where, you know, it would play to the resources I had. I wasn't, I, I couldn't code, right? I wasn't going to stand up a website tomorrow. Um, I didn't have venture capital money. So I had to, you know, I did consulting and had a different model where it was based on partnerships. But yeah, really making sure that you know that the market values the problem you're going to try to solve, I think is is really important to figure out. Absolutely. Now, if what's the top advice for, say, a newbie out there who's never even thought about a business that's considering it? What would be your first thing to first step towards action to doing that? No, I think I think really it's just I would talk one step is just talk to an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my former boss said he there's two things in life you never never want to do unless you have to. It's getting a, get a divorce and start a business. Um, <laughs> he just had the itch. I had the itch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just talk to him because I think you're just going to get so much in terms of like what their experience was. And then you kind of know, like either you're going to get excited yeah. or really or you're going to be going. Yeah, that's not for me. I, I like this idea of not being on 24-7. I like a paycheck, you know? Exactly. So. I, I get to count on that. It's interesting. Many years ago, I loved to travel. So I thought very early on after high school, I would take a job as a flight attendant, not a pilot. I didn't think of that at that moment. But I was thinking, you know, um, travel agent, uh, flight attendant, something like that, that I could get free tickets or travel cheaply. Ooh, um, yeah. And then I started talking to people in the industry about being a travel, you know, a flight attendant. She's like, it's horrible. You're just serving this all day <laughs> in the air. It's 16, 17 hours on your feet. Um, and then I talked to a number of other people in the industry and I found that. Mm-mm. So yeah, you're exactly right. Sometimes just talking to that expert in that field or what you want to do will make you feel, are you excited about it? Is it something you could really see yourself getting up and yeah. doing every day? Yeah. yeah, I do feel I do. Feel, I don't know about you, but I do feel like usually you can tell like an entrepreneur when you meet them, they always they always have some ideas or you can tell their voice gets really excited when you're yeah. talking about it or they'll ask you a million questions about, oh, what was that like? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's, that's what I would say if they really weren't thinking about it already. But just talk to somebody would be yeah. the first the first step in a very long line of steps. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this has been a fabulous talk. We could go on for hours, but is there a way people can contact you, find out more about you? How can they do that? Yeah, sure. My LinkedIn, it's just uh, Jamie Garrett's at LinkedIn. So uh, that's that's the best way to contact me since I'm back in, in corporate right now. But uh, yeah, that would be the best way. So Awesome. Well, it's been a tremendous conversation. I just thank you again for uh, Jamie coming out here and sharing your great wisdom today on Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you. No, thank you. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com.